Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. But uh, I'm going to share for a few minutes here, and then we're going we're gonna to pray, and then you know, we'll get you guys on, on teams and get you out before your wives get mad at you. Uh, but I was watching a video the other day, and it was actually a video that was sent to me from John Soriano, actually. And he sent me a video, and it caught my eye because it was this entrepreneur um, who reminded me of like an emerge man. And it was this guy who had a dream in his heart. He had a conviction in his heart to start a company. He was kind of like a serial entrepreneur, and I did a little bit more research on him. And he had created a couple of things, and, but he was, this video was about him chasing his dream. How many people know dreams aren't chasing you down? We got to chase our dreams. The Bible says you can be blessed if you wait on the Lord, but come on, I like to pursue the Lord sometimes. Sometimes you got to pursue God. So, so, so he's pursuing his, his dream, and he's facing some obstacles. He's facing some rejection. He's facing some denials, but he doesn't quit. He holds on to the dream that he had in his heart. And it started in 2011 where he created this this. Wi-Fi enabled video doorbell called DoorBot. Anybody ever heard of DoorBot? So he creates this thing called DoorBot, and um, and he doesn't get a whole lot of whole lot of traction. He's been getting after it for a couple of years, and he's starting this business and he's selling a few of these things. But he he, he gets the opportunity to go on Shark Tank, and so he goes on Shark Tank. Two years later, in 2013. And uh, all, of the, all of the sharks deny him. They reject his idea. They say, this ain't going to work, except for Mr. Wonderful. Mr. Wonderful tries to uh, give him this greedy offer where he wants to, you know, take part of his equity and take a licensing agreement, basically rip him off. And so this guy's like, you know what? I've worked too hard for this dream. I'm not going to let you steal it. And so he says, I'm going to do this by myself. What I like about him is he didn't crumble because the sharks didn't bite. He kept going. He kept going. He kept going. And then wouldn't you know it, in 2015, Richard Branson decided to invest in his company. He originally asked for 700000 but Richard Branson said, I'll give you $28 million to invest in your company. And they rebranded from DoorBot to Ring Doorbell. And they went on to raise $200 million. And just recently in 2018, uh, Jamie Siminoff sold ring doorbells for $1 billion to Amazon in 2018. Today, he's worth about uh, oh, just over $300 million, they said. And it's interesting because he went back to the Shark Tank. <laughs> they called him and they said, oh, my gosh, Jamie. You've been so successful, we want to invite you back to be a guest shark. And so he rolls into the shark tank, richer than most of the sharks, who denied him just a couple of years earlier, and he starts investing in companies that all of the sharks deny. He had a vision, and he did not want to let go of this vision. He didn't want to let go of this dream, and now he was 
worth, now he's worth over $300 million because he had a conviction in his heart and he didn't bow down. He didn't crumble when he got rejected. He's an emerged man. He held on to his dreams despite the rejection, despite the disappointment. He would have gone through times where he would have been weary and tired, but he held on. He held on to his dream that he had. I don't know if he's a Christian. I don't know what his faith is, but I know this. He had a conviction in his heart to do something great, and he ended up doing it. If you want to title this message tonight, you can title it, Hold On. Hold on. Emerge men, hold on to things. We don't let go of dreams and visions. This guy, Jamie Siminoff, reminds me of a mighty man, an emerged man, a mighty man. David in the Bible, King David had mighty men. I feel like I'm amongst mighty men. I'm amongst mighty men. And, 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 and Siminoff reminds me of one of David's mighty men. So I want to tell you this story in First Chronicles. So David, if you don't know, he's a king. And he has an army of, of soldiers, of warriors. But then he has the 30. There's actually 37, but they call him the 30. And amongst the 37, this is an elite group of warriors. These guys can throw the sword with the left hand and the right hand. And, and, and amongst the 30, he has three. So he has like, it, like Jesus had uh, uh, James, John, and Peter. He had, he had the three, the three captains. And uh, the first captain, I mean, this guy, the, the Bible says he killed 800 men by himself. He was the chief of the captains. He had this other guy, and he, he, he chased a lion in a pit on a snowy day to kill the lion. Like, who does that? These are some of David's mighty men. So in First Chronicles, it kind of lays out uh, a little bit about it, and I want to share with you about one of the mighty men. It says this. It says, now these were the heads of the mighty men whom David had who strengthened themselves with him in his kingdom, with all of Israel, to make him king according to the word of the Lord concerning Israel. So, so God had spoken and said, David's going to be king. So these mighty men rallied around David to keep him king, because when you're king, people want to take you out. So these mighty men rallied around, and, and the Bible says they strengthened themselves with him. Pastor Jurgen is a mighty man of God. He's a mighty leader. But if he's the only one strengthening himself, the church is going to fizzle. But I like this because David, the Bible says that they, they strengthened themselves with David. So as David was strengthening himself, the mighty men were strengthening themselves. And while it's physically a good thing to strengthen yourselves, it's also a very, very good thing to spiritually strengthen yourself. A few Wednesdays ago, I shared around the ephod. I don't know if anybody was here, but I was sharing around the ephod how David strengthened himself in the Lord and how he came to this point where all of his boys wanted to stone him. They were disappointed in him, so he was distressed. He was distressed. He's King David, and he's distressed. These people want to kill him. But you know that we're called kings and priests, right? And so David, David, David had no other choice but to strengthen himself in the Lord. And so he calls the priest. He says, give me the ephod. The ephod is a priestly garment. And so he left his kingly assignment, went to his priestly assignment because he needed God. You and I have to have a behavior or a discipline where we seek God. Because sometimes you got to leave your kingly marketplace assignment and you got to go encounter God to get a word. David inquired of the Lord, the Bible says, and the Lord spoke to him and gave him an answer. 
I want you to know tonight, I want to encourage you tonight to strengthen yourself in the Lord. Because we're only as good as our weakest link. Come on, when, when the tide rises, all the boats come up. We can't just leave it to Pastor Jurgen or the front row or the leaders. We all got to strengthen ourselves because we got a city to win. Come on, we have people to reach in our city. We have 16 campuses to build. And they did it according to the word of God. Okay, after him, this is, this is the mighty man. This is the, the Jamie Simonoff. It says after him, because he talked about the chief of the captains who killed 800 people by himself. Pretty cool. But after him was Eleazar, the son of Dodo. He was, one of the, he was one of the mighty men. He was with David at Pazdamin. Now there were the Philistines. Now there the Philistines were gathered for battle, and there was a piece of ground full of barley. So the people fled. All the Israelites fled from the Philistines because they were scared. But they, David and Eleazar, stationed themselves in the middle of that field and defended it and killed the Philistines. So the Lord brought about a great victory. I like this because they, they stationed themselves. They had an assignment. They had a vision from God to keep David as king to fight. And they stationed themselves. Despite the Philistines gathering to battle, they stationed themselves while everybody else fled. Some of you here and you're, you're going after a dream and you had people that were in your circle before, but now they fled and now you've got a decision to make. Are you going to station yourself because you know that God has given you a word? Or are you going to crumble because you're left by yourself or maybe you only got one of your, one of your boys with you? I like Eleazar because he stationed himself. He knew what his assignment was. He didn't go back with all the people that fled. Jamie Simonoff, man, when the sharks didn't bite, he didn't crumble. He kept going. He kept going. He stationed himself in his dream. He pursued his dream. Second Samuel talks about the same story, and it says, After him was Eleazar, the son of Dodo, the Ahohite. One of, these, one of the three mighty men with David, when they defied the Philistines who were gathered there for battle, and the men of Israel had retreated. Everybody's retreating, but Eleazar is stationed. And then it says, as everybody else retreated, he arose and he attacked the Philistines until his hand was weary and his hand stuck to the sword. The Lord brought about a great victory that day and the people returned after him only to plunder. I like this story. I like this part of, of the Bible because it says, as Israel retreated, Eleazar arose and attacked. He didn't just sit there and wait for the enemy to dominate. He went after the enemy. And he attacked the enemy. And he was fighting with the sword. The Bible says that the Bible is the sword of the spirit. And he was weary. Isn't it interesting, though? The only one with the sword was the only one on the field. The only one who clung to the word of God was the only one that had the courage to stand, to station himself, and to fight. Man, when you got the word of God in your hand, you're going to be able to stand and fight. But if you don't know the word of God, you may crumble in the face of adversity. You may not have the boldness to station yourself when adversity comes. But I love Eliezer because he clung to the sword. 
And then God brought about a great victory. God brought about a great victory. When everyone else retreated, he arose and he attacked. I don't know if you remember 2020. In 2020, it was a, it was a blatant picture of this. So many churches, so many leaders, so many companies, so many people were retreating from this vicious virus called COVID. But as everybody else retreated, come on, somebody named Pastor Jürgen Matesius arose. Come on, some emerged men at this camp arose. And we didn't sit on our butts, we attacked. We doubled down. We said, we ain't scared, we got a word in our heart. And we clung to the word. And we would not let go. And I'm telling you, God brought about a great victory. We doubled in one year because we did not give up. We held on. In the face of adversity, I'm telling you, if you hold on, do not let go. I remember sitting in the green room right here, and a city official came in and talked to me and uh, I think Pastor Jesse. And he was like, come on, just, just make your seats six feet apart. Come on, just give people gloves and masks. Put up screens in front of the worship team. You can only have 20% of the people in the auditorium. You got to hand out sanitizers. And he was telling me this right here. And I felt the Holy Spirit say, don't compromise on anything because he'll never be satisfied. So we didn't compromise. We arose. We stood strong because we knew we had the word. God has spoken. Man, when God speaks, it's all you need. All you need is a word from God. Everybody else was retreating. But we stood, but we stood, but we stood. My son was telling me the other day in, 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 when, they, when they first started their football practices that, that he was kind of like um, outshining people. He was like running harder and, and, and working harder than others. And, and they came to him and they said, man, you got to settle down. You're making us look bad. They wanted him to retreat. And I said, never apologize for being great. Come on, in the fourth quarter, you're going to need a little something extra. And if you bow down to mediocrity because people are challenged by your success, you're going to crumble. Never apologize for being great. He who knows his God will do great exploits. God wants you to be great. He wants you to be amazing. His hand stuck to the sword, to his assignment, to the word. I've shared this before, but... You guys know in, in 2008 and 10, we lost everything, and God had been good to us, and, and we came back. We made the comeback. We had, we had bought a, another home, and, and we were doing really good. Like, we were living a comfortable life. I, I, had a, I was passionate, but I had a business. The business was doing okay, but then we ran into some trouble. And we were facing this Goliath of a company. They were probably 100 times bigger than us. And they said they were going to sue us because we didn't do some work that they thought we should have done. There were some technicalities and whatever. And I remember being so distressed because I thought, shoot, I might lose everything again. 
Like if they come after me, we don't have the finances to fight these guys. The only thing I have is my house. And I got to admit, I was discouraged. I was finding myself being depressed and didn't know, didn't know what to do until I went out and I prayed. And I said, God, this can't happen again. I can't go through that again. My marriage can't handle it. My soul can't handle it. I can't put my kids through this. They were young when it happened the first time. Now they're old. Now they'd recognize what would happen if we lost everything. And so I went and I, and I, and I prayed and I, and I walked and I prayed and I prayed and I heard a word from God and he said, trust the call. Trust the call. I have given you a word. Don't let go of the sword. Hold on to what I have given you. He said, I told you to go into ministry. I told you to do what you're doing. I'm not going to let them or anybody else take you out. Trust the call. And I got to tell you, that gave me comfort. I trusted the call, and I'm telling you, they walked away. Nothing happened. They could have come after us and destroyed us and buried us, but they didn't do any of it. I came through unscathed. Because I didn't let go of the word. I was weary. But man, when you're weary, that's the best time to hold on. It's the worst time to let go. Eleazar was in the middle of a battle by himself. He was weary, but he never let go of the sword. And then the Lord brought about a great victory. Proverbs 21, 31, one of my life verses says this, the horse is prepared for the day of battle, but deliverance is of the Lord. Come on, you and I got to do what we do, but then we got we to gotta have faith in God to do what he does. Just to do what he does. Eleazar fought, and I believe he'd be willing to die there on that field because of the assignment that God gave him. But he wasn't going to quit. He was going to do everything that he could and believe God was going to bring the deliverance. You might be in a fight. You may be in a battle. I'm telling you, do what you can do and then believe God to do what he can do. All you can do is you. But deliverance, breakthrough, healing, provision comes from the Lord. And he'll come through if you don't let go. Don't let go. Don't let go. Don't let go. And then... The people returned only to plunder, only to plunder. I'm telling you, the fights and the battles that you win today, your kids and their kids, your kids' friends, your family will come back, and they will only come back to plunder. They will benefit from the battles that you win. My kids have only really known blessing. That's all they've really known, because they were too little when I was getting crushed. They've only really known that, and I intend for them only to know blessing. Because, I, come on, I'm not going all in for God. I'm not giving at the level that I give so that I can lose and my kids can be, can be cursed or be in poverty or, or whatever. I'm going all in, not just for me, but for them and for the kids after us. Come on, if we would have laid down as a church, half y'all wouldn't even be here. Most of our lives wouldn't even be transformed if we would have laid down. But when we hold on to the Word of God, when we hold on to our assignment, come on, we can all come into this house now and eat the plunder. 
and gather the plunder and prosperity and blessing and transformation because we did not bow, but we stationed ourselves in the field. What areas are you about to give up on tonight? Come on, what areas are you, are you facing? Where do you need to strengthen yourself? Maybe it's, maybe, it's a maybe it's a financial pit. Maybe you're so far down in a financial pit, you can't see your way out. Cling to the word. Come on, Psalm 23 says, the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. I lack, what did God tell you about your finance? What does the Bible say? Come on, if, if you're tithing, man, you better go to war for your finances. You got tithers' rights. Lord, you said, if I tithe, if I give, you'll open up the windows of heaven. Cling to the word. Do not let it go. I know you might be getting weary. Hold on to the word. Come on, get with some boys. Get with some mighty men. Let them lay hands on you. Let them pray for you. Let them encourage you. Let them lift you up. Get on a team tonight. You never know when you're going to need somebody. Or you never know when someone's going to need you. Maybe it's your marriage or your relationship. And you know it's a God thing, but things are on the rocks. Things aren't working out. Cling to the word. Station yourself. Come on, your kids need you. Your family needs you to stay in it. Your wife needs you to bless her, encourage her, despite her being a psychopath. <laughs> Pastor Leanne says, all women are at least 10% psycho. All men are at least 10% jerk. Okay, that's just how it is. And then we fluctuate. Come on, we're the leaders in our relationships. You've got to rise above. Other people would retreat. Arise, man of God, arise. Arise. Maybe it's a business you've been called to start or expand. And when you look to your left and you look to your right, there's nobody with you. Everybody has retreated. All the sharks said no. But like Jamie Simnoff, you don't accept no. You cling to the word. God said, start the business. God said, expand the business. If he said it, he's going to give you power to do it. Only if you cling to the word. Don't let go of that sword. You might be weary tonight. God's going to wake you up. Come on. God's going to give you energy. He's going to give you passion. He's going to empower you. He's going to give you ideas. Maybe it's your health. Come on. Some of you have been battling the same old thing for year after year after year. Some of you in your family, somebody you love has been battling something in their health. Man, you got to cling to the Word. Don't let go of the Word. The Word is the only thing that can sustain you in these types of times. Come on. By your stripes I was healed, says the Lord. The promises of God are life to those that find them and health to all their flesh. Come on. God can quicken healing into your mortal body, it says in Romans. When you lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. Cling to the word. Somebody's counting on you. Somebody needs you. Cling to the word. Why don't you stand to your feet? We got to end. I got any Eleazars in the house? Any mighty men in the house? Come on, we don't give up. We cling to the word. It's such an honor and a privilege to be here speaking to you tonight. I feel like I'm amongst the mightiest men in San Diego. I'm so proud of you all. 
I'm so excited for this next season of life for all of us. We're all going to get breakthrough together. Come on, we're all going to strengthen ourselves together. This is how we do things. We're not going to leave any men behind. We want you all to win. God wants you to win if we hold on to the word. So right now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you, I'm, we, got, we got our ministry team that's going to come up here. The team's going to sing a song or two. I know we got captains outside. If you're not on a team, get on a team tonight. Come on, you have instant brotherhood just like that. doesn't matter if you don't know anybody. You're immediately going to know 40 people, best friends, or at least somebody on that team I'm sure you'll like. There'll be one or two. But our ministry team is going to come up. If there's an area of your life, maybe you're, you came here tonight thinking, man, I'm about to give up on this. Or maybe you forgot about that word. Lazarus was dead in a tomb, and Martha comes to Jesus and says, man, if you were here, he wouldn't have died. And Jesus looked at her and he said, did I not say, if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? Like, what did God already tell you that you stopped believing him for? If there's something you stop, come on up, get prayer. Let's believe again. Come on, let's cling to that word again. Why don't we all lift our hands? I'm just going to bless you, and then we're going to sing, and you can come up and get prayer. Father, I thank you for these mighty men. Father, I see guys out here that can throw the spear with the left hand and the right hand. I see brothers out here. I see brotherhood. I see, I see guys encouraging each other. Lord, I see us rising together. And I declare over you right now, those that are about to give up, those that are facing situations and obstacles that look so bleak, I say arise and attack. Arise, man of God. Attack, man of God. Lord, I thank you for courage tonight. I thank you for boldness tonight. Lord, I thank you that these mighty men would understand and recognize that every man at some point in his life needs a brother, needs somebody to pray for him, encourage him, be with him, go to battle with him. So Lord, I pray tonight things begin to shift, things begin to change. Lord, breakthrough happens in our marriages, breakthrough happens in our finances, breakthrough happens in our health. Father, deliverance happens in our minds. Lord, I thank you that today... Things move and things shift because we are relentlessly grasping your word, the sword of the Spirit. God, we pray that you would do what you do. Lord, as we do what we do, as we prepare for the day of battle, God, that you would be the deliverer tonight. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.